The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Can we change the world with just one simple conversation with someone? Our guest and self-proclaimed conversational activist Jonathan Rivera thinks so. Here's part two of this week's episode. If we can have a conversation with somebody who is different from us, somebody that disagrees with us, uh, or vice versa, for the purpose of learning and for the purpose of just trying to understand them, um, we actually change mm-hmm. the world when we do that. And yeah. we can change the world every day, every single day when mm-hmm. we do that. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I use the term, car- you know, a conversational activist for the reason that, you know, I think that, you know, just, just like any other activist, you know, they protest, mm-hmm. they maybe hold signs. They're, they're finding an injustice. Usually it's an injustice. It's they're there for a cause. There's a wrong in the world that they want to fix. Um, mm-hmm. And I consider myself a conversational activist and, and, and I don't, you know, I don't go to rallies. I don't hold signs. I don't, I don't do that kind of activism, but, but I, mm-hmm. I seek out to talk to people that may even dislike me for how I look or who I am, just, just so that at that very moment, that conversation, I can create a friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I call it the leaving the room effect <laughs> is uh-huh. what I call it. Um, <laughs> And, and I call it that because, you know, when I have a conversation with someone, um, when I leave the room, meaning when we're done talking, I want to be able to leave as a friend. And I want them to be able to, you know, if anybody asks them, oh, how was your conversation with Jonathan? How did that go? You know, he, I want them to say, oh, well, you know, he, he may be different. He may be this, he may be that, but he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He... He listened. I I can talk to him. I can sit down and have a drink with him. Um, and I think that's what's missing these days, you know? Yeah. It's, um, we, we live in such a divided world. And, yeah. And what's the, what, what, what's the opposite? What's the antonym of, of division? It's unity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I picture it, I kind of picture it like a classroom, right? Like a room mm-hmm. that's divided, right? There's 10 students on one on one side and 10 on the other. Right. Um, and you walk in mm-hmm. and you walk in and everybody looks at you like, Oh, you need to join a side, right? You need to go on this side or you need to go uh-huh. on that side. Cause you can't go in the middle. You can't just sit there and not have a group. Yeah. You, you need to join a side. Right. Um, and, and it's easier to do that because when you do that, um, you can very easily attack the other side and have everybody defend you. Who's next to you. Right. Right, right. And, and, but that's not, that's the opposite of how we create the change. And that's the opposite of, of what I think we need today. Um, by simply having a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. We I love what world. you're saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, no, I, I love what you're saying. 
I love what you're saying about that. And if you don't mind, I'm going to up the ante on this one, if that's okay. okay. So we're yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. you know, you know, conversation and, and trying to um, create unity and rather than choosing sides, you know, gaining understanding, you know, what about family? What happens when family gets into this? Because it can get really complicated. Like, for example, when you started your, your travels, like when you decided to kind of you know, travel full time, like how did your family and friends respond to your lifestyle change and how did those conversations go? <laughs> yeah. They, um, <laughs> they, they were kind of interesting because not, not everybody, not everybody kind of likes that lifestyle and, and some may even, may even see it as nomadic, like, Oh, uh-huh. you know, you, you just, they're going here, you're going there. Like, you, you know, you're not settling. You're not going anywhere, type of thing, um, and yeah. that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Pe- yeah. <laughs> people, people will have their opinions, um, uh-huh. but I think that, I think that you know, in the beginning, I the more, the more places I was seeing, and the more people I was meeting, I myself became a little bit more understanding. See. Um, just, just like anybody else, I, I have an opinion, right? I have an mm-hmm. opinion of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing is that when I sit down with somebody, my opinion really doesn't matter at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm just sitting down willing to learn from someone. Um, yeah. And, and that cha- that's changed me because I I think twice now before I, you know, judge someone before I say, Oh, well, there's just, Oh, they're out there. They're, you know, holding signs for this. Like they're, they're Mm -hmm. just radical or, or they're, they just want attention. You know, I, I, yeah, I I take a second, I take a second. I think what, why, why, why would they be doing that? What, what, what do they feel like they want to say? What, what, why do they feel like they're not being heard? You know? Right. Um, and, and that's, that's the person I've become, you know, I've, uh, and it's really going to take a lifetime of trying to meet all sorts of people because I am, I do want to change the world. Um, mm-hmm. I change it every day with every conversation that I have. And, um, and, and, and it's, and it's a life, a life work. It's going to take, it's a vision. It's, it's a cause that's much bigger than myself. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I liked what you said about taking time to just kind of shut your own opinion off for a minute and give your full attention to someone else's and really give yourself an opportunity to learn something from someone. You know, you're not listening for the sake of converting yourself to their beliefs, right? You're just listening for the sake of understanding and connection, And I really like what you said, just really being mindful of that when you talk to people. It's like, am I talking to this person in a way that looks like I'm holding up my pitchforks, you know, my signs, you know, is that the kind of vibe that I'm giving someone or can I just, you know, set down my own opinions, my own beliefs down and just really hear this person? I really like that. Yeah, thank Um, you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I had another question about that. Um, how so we're, we've been talking about you know your relationships that you've made the new relationships you've made during your travels you know when you were traveling how did that affect your existing relationships like um when you started traveling the world you know did 
certain people back home just kind of be like, oh, he's off in his own little world. I don't really need to keep tabs on him anymore. You know, and you stop chatting, you know, did you ever lose contact with any, any of your friends when you started traveling? That's a, yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a really good observation because um, in, in the beginning, it, it, it felt that way. In the beginning, mm-hmm. I felt like I was, um, m- maybe a lot of people, a lot of people didn't understand what I was doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't really understand mm-hmm. my job. Um, my job was maybe a little confusing to people. They're like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Um, and I understand that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that traveling as much as I have has made me really appreciate not just where I've been, but where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've really learned to appreciate my, my home. And, 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 and I mean, when I say the word home, I mean it in a very kind of objective way, meaning my, you know, the, the park where I go and I walk my dog, my, you know, the, the restaurants around my house that, that I love my family, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. really, you know, I, I just learned to appreciate a lot more. Um, and, and interestingly enough, in 2020, when traveling, I was really not doing it at all. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, well, after March, like in the, in the beginning of 2020, I did. But um, mm-hmm. one, one of the things I noticed was that, you know, I, for example, would go to, you know, with my wife, we'd go to some of the national parks here within mm-hmm. driving distance. And I was mm-hmm. just as mesmerized as I, as I was when I was, you know, in Australia or somewhere in Southeast Asia. Like I was seeing places and I was learning to appreciate them for what they are and what mm-hmm. they offer. Uh-huh. And, and I think that's something that, that, that traveling teaches you. Because if you, if you travel to, let's just say, if you go to, you go to like, you know, Japan and you go to Japan and, and you just stay in your hotel and you you know, just eat McDonald's and, you know, <laughs> Starbucks. Well, okay, sure. I mean, <laughs> you, you could do yeah. that. But you just kind of moved your experiences from one country to the next. You're not really experiencing anything new. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that, that curiosity, that adventurous, you know, spirit that you have when you're in a new place and you just want to, you know, kind of, go and see things, you know, for, for, for yourself, you don't want to, you know, do the things that you know of. And, and I know people that do, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk, talk bad on them. I'm just saying that I, I, I choose to do it differently and, and I'm taking that with me and, and I've applied that, in, you know, some of the places that I've been able to drive and some of the places that I've been able to see um, because, you know, like I mentioned before, within a driving distance, of my of my home i was meeting some of the most polarizing people i had ever met even abroad thank you for listening to what i like about you please remember to like follow and share so jonathan you've you've talked a lot about like all the different places you've been and the people you brushed up against and it sounds like you've really developed a I don't want to say a, a unique, but certainly like an unusual um, 
thirst to savor all of these different kinds of experiences. And I love the way that you've looked for ways to break down barriers and identify common ground with people. And you've spoken a lot about the misconceptions we can have each other, about each other as far as, you know, what makes somebody a bad person. Is there anything that, that you would identify as specifically good about certain people that maybe doesn't exist in other people? I think when, when people feel misunderstood or they feel that they aren't welcomed or aren't liked, I think they tend to either shut down or they tend to kind of, without really knowing it, they kind of fall into that stereotype that people have created for them. And, but the, the, the more that I, that I talk to somebody, especially somebody that's been kind of, um, that's kind of closed themselves. I've, I'm more surprised by those people because it tend, what tends to happen is I tend to find the kindest people, like kind of like we mentioned before, and mm-hmm. I tend to find um, even some some of the people, some of the nicest people that don't look the nicest, like. <laughs> <laughs> And vice versa. Some of the most normal people can come off as, as you know, just a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. So I, I think that people just want to be heard, and and I think especially with you know with social media, you know, if I put a post and I just you know and I have all these people look at it and like it, that doesn't mean that I was heard necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was, I, you know, no one was there. I just, I was just doing it on my phone. Um, but I think when, when people are heard, when people are actually, you sit down and you make that eye contact with them and acknowledge that you're listening and learning from them. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's when I think the most magic happens because that's when um, I've been the most surprised of how good people are. Um, so, so I guess that I ho- hopefully uh-huh. I kind of answered the, the question, but it's just, you know, the people that surprise me the most are the people that the best, re- I, t- I tend to have the best reactions with and the best conversations with. Have you ever what? brushed up against somebody who say, say like, to, to take a very extreme example, if you come up against somebody who is really bold and brash and outspoken about racism or some uh, other sort of form of hate, do you think that hearing somebody like that out is a productive exercise as well? I, I think so. I think so. I, and, and I know that not it's, it, it may not be the smartest idea for everybody to to, to do. And, and I, I say that with caution because I'm not trying to say that I, you know, have anything that anybody doesn't. What I mean by that is that um, I'm just taking it upon myself to kind of throw myself into those uncomfortable situations. Um, but at, at the same time, I think that, you know, I, I have, I have spoken to people that, were racist were, you know, um, I spoke to somebody who was, um, part of a, uh, 
a sect of a of a KKK. Like they they weren't a KKK member themselves, but they were part of uh, I guess a neo Nazi group, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. I've spoken to them, and I was able to actually see him for for who he was. It took a while because he was controlling the narrative in the beginning and he was very on his toes and he was very matter of fact, you know, like this is what's wrong. This is why they're bad. This is why they're evil. This is what, you know, um, and, and I let him talk. I let him talk. I, I didn't, I didn't debate him. I didn't question him. I just wanted him to kind of let it all out. And then I started to see the human being in him. I started to see where we were, where we were able to, to connect. And I noticed that he was somebody who was really suffered, somebody who had, uh, who was bullied, somebody who um, didn't have a family, didn't have um, maybe, you know, a a loving parent and didn't have the opportunities that somebody that could have probably would have, you know, ended up differently. So, so I, I was able to see that. And, and the interesting thing is I don't agree with his cause and I don't agree with, with the hate that he stands for. But I yeah. started to, yeah, like I, I don't agree with that. But after a while, mm-hmm. I started to kind of feel bad for him, like empathy, because he was telling me about his childhood and all that he had gone through. And, and I, I felt bad. I felt bad for him. And, and it was interesting because, um, you know, I kept thinking, I'm like, well, here, here I am s- sitting, talking to somebody who mm-hmm. clearly just would rather, you know, would rather, you know, communicate with violence versus, you know, conversation. But, but I would, you know, I, I was, um, and, and this was a hard interview to get because, you know, I, it wasn't easy and he didn't right. really believe me that I wasn't with a, you know, a newspaper journalist, because that's the thing I'm not, I don't have an agenda. Um, I'm, you know, I, 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 as a matter of fact, I use my anonymity as, as a tool and I use it to my advantage. That was a really hard conversation for me, but at the same time, there could be somebody that's listening that their hard conversation might be with a coworker, might be with a family member who hasn't spoken to them in years. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that may very well be equivalent to the conversation that I had with the, the neo-Nazi. You are listening to What I Like About You. Please remember to like, follow, and share. Do you feel like some of these conversations are more for the benefit of people who maybe are eavesdropping than they are for the person that you're directly talking to? I think that I, I think it's both because I would, you know, I, I always tell everybody that I speak to that, you know, at the end of our conversation, I want to, I want to learn something from them and I want to leave the conversation learning, having learned something about them and, and even, even, you know, offering them a, a, a service of some kind. I, I know that I've, uh, you know, I've talked to some people that have said, well, I'm going to be at this, at this event. If you want to talk to me, talk to me there. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. can I hand out water? Can I, can I help you? Can I help clean up? Can I help, mm-hmm. you know, can I, can I do something to kind of earn that time that you'll talk to me? So, mm-hmm. so I would like to think that, you know, I, 
Um, I know that I've had that leaving a room effect with these people that I've spoken to. Um, did I leave best friends with them? Uh, probably some not, but at the same time, I, I, I'd like to think that they, mm-hmm. we left with, with, with a, some sort of cordial respect for each other and we were able to grow. Um, so as far as the person I speak to, um, that's the effect I have on them. And then really anybody that's eavesdropping, really it's, um, you know, I, I'm just inspiring and inviting them to, to do the same, not necessarily with, like I mentioned with, you know, somebody who's like a, a neo-Nazi or somebody who's like, you know, um, part of some sort of radical group or anything, mm-hmm. but, but by having a conversation with, with the neighbor that has a different yard sign than them, <laughs> you know, like re- reaching right, out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just, just reaching out to, to try to yeah. make friends coexist, you know, find, find a commonality. So, so really there's benefits for both. Um, and there's applications for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked what you were saying, you know, having that conversation with a coworker, you know, sometimes those toughest conversations are with the people that you know best and who know you the best. And so would you say that in your personal experience, like, and there's no right or wrong answer to this, I'm just asking because I'm curious, but, you know, have you found it easier to have these conversations with strangers or with the people that you're closest to? Because I like these points. I like everything that you've applied when in your travels, when you've been talking to people, you know, you've been talking to people with the sake of gaining understanding and learning something. And, you know, you're not even focused on teaching to anybody else. I think your lesson is, you know, you're teaching people to listen and understand by doing and by setting that example, which I think is really, really cool. But it's not always, you know, so easily applicable, you know, with our families and things like that. You know, is is that more challenging for you or is it more challenging for you to talk to strangers? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bit right. shy on both ends. So <laughs> if I was to answer the question, I would say that by talking to strangers who, who don't know me, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, um, you know, are completely different than me. The more I've spoken to strangers, the more it's been easier to talk to the family member. If okay. That makes sense. No, um, that does make sense. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So just practice it talking is hard. to people, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because it is hard. You know, we've, everybody has that family member, that, you know, um, brother, sister, mother, cousin, grandparent, child, right? We all have Mm -hmm. those relationships that um, aren't as easy. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, there's, there's a feud and, um, you know, even to the extreme where it's like, you know, you're not talking to each other. Um, Right. Yeah, and I have another show hard. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll plug that real quick. It's called When the Bow Breaks. It's all about family estrangement, if you want to know more. Um, yeah, that's tough stuff, and we talk about all that on that other show. But, yeah, keep going, Jonathan. This is really good stuff. I mean, you've honestly been blowing our minds since this whole this whole episode started. Um, we're really, really great grateful to have you on the show. And, you know, you can continue with what you're saying. We're going to wrap this up in a couple minutes. But, um I really, really like everything that you've brought here. I mean, you've, you've inspired me. You really have. AC, do you have anything to add to this? 
I don't really know what I have to add that's not going to make me sound like a Jonathan fanboy. I've been literally sitting here <laughs> through this whole conversation with with goosebumps and honestly, like on the verge of tears, just from feeling so overwhelmingly inspired. Well, I think he answered so many questions for him, for us that I think I've been asking, you know, all of my life, how do I have these tough conversations, you know, with my family? But, you know, it makes perfect sense, you know, in talking to strangers because I am very shy and I have a very difficult time walking up to strangers. I mean, I really have to be in the mood, <laughs> but I think maybe that's just been my problem. I just haven't been talking to enough strangers. I mean, I know that with podcasting, that's definitely, you know, added to, you know, my conversation toolbox for sure. And it makes perfect sense, but you've laid it out there, you know, all easy for us. And um, this has been really great, Jonathan. I really appreciate this. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of both of you. Um, it's it's really a cause. It's really um, something that, that, that I am fighting for because, I mean, if 2020 proved anything is that that human interaction is not just vital, but it's the most vital, even in, in an era of social media, because yeah. a lot of the things that happened in 2020, besides the pen, the actual pandemic, were because of human interactions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and, and misconceptions, misunderstandings, maybe biases, maybe stereotypes. And, and, and how many situations could have been diffused by just talking it out, you know? Um, so, so, so again, it's, it's a, it's a cause it's, it's a wrong that I'm fighting that I'm fighting for. And, and, you know, again, anybody that's listening, you know, you, you think that change you hear often that, oh, well, change happens from the top, right? It's, it's the leaders, right? Um, once, you know, if they need, a, they need to set the change and then it kind of trickles down, they need to be the examples. And, and I disagree. I disagree because um, change starts at the bottom. That's, that's a fundamental, you know, you can, you can create that every day. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, your anonymity the the less people you know, the less popular, the less famous you are, the less influencer you are, mm -hmm. um, can be used to your advantage. Yeah, because you can disrupt what's been done before, and you have more mm -hmm. freedom. You have that freedom to kind of create your own path, and you can change the world every single day by simply talking to someone new, whether it be a neighbor whether it be a cult leader or that family member, it can, you change the world with every single one of those. Well, this is really great. I guess if we were going to make like a call to action to our listeners, yeah, take advantage of it. You know, take the next opportunity to say hello to someone and find out, you know, what they're all about. Um, Jonathan, this has been really great. Thank you again for coming on the show. We're going to wrap this up. But anyway, thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you guys in the next episode.